Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to now be on both iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've come to call it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the road, out on tour uh, tonight performing in Springfield, Missouri, my guest is a national Christian artist and has toured with some of the biggest names in contemporary Christian music. She is a singer-songwriter who has gotten placement on a major cable network show, and her new album is on its way. You've been hearing one of her brand new songs called Empty Handed, the first single that will go to radio starting next month, is my absolute pleasure to welcome Lindsay McCall. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to have you here. Thanks for making the time. Of course, of course. Uh, We will talk here shortly about this hectic schedule that you're up against these days. Um, Well, first let me say, as your brother in Christ, Lindsay, thank you so much for for doing the Lord's work. Um, You you have been blessed with such talent, songwriting, playing guitar, a most beautiful voice, and you're using those talents for God's glory. We talk on the podcast, and I talk with my clients, the songwriters and artists that I work with and manage and promote, about realizing your dream. And for someone to be given all that the Lord has given you, but then not use it is to me a crime, but you're giving it all right back to him. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's a huge privilege to get to do what I do, and I really don't take it lightly. I mean, I, you know, I I grew up loving music and always thought it would be so awesome to get to be an artist, but I just kind of thought, you know, how many people want to do that and how many people out of those people really get to? And I just kind of said, okay, Lord, I, I want it. I'd love to do this, but I mostly want what you want. And so I, for a while I thought, you know, I thought I was going to be in Bible translation overseas. I went to Moody Bible Institute and got, got my degree in applied linguistics and really thought, you know, I, I just kind of assumed that that would be what, what God would want me to do. And I never really asked him. And, uh, it wasn't until my, after my junior year, a couple of mentors started just saying to me, like, have you really asked the Lord what he wants you to do? And I was like, well, I'm, you know, of course he would want me to do Bible translation. And they were like, well, yeah, I'm doing what he wants me to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, maybe he wants you to do music. And I was like, no, that would be fun. Why would God let me do something fun? <laughs> and um, so I, they said, you know, you really should start praying about it because there is a verse that says to obey is better than sacrifice. And what God really wants is us to obey him. And so I was like, okay. So I started praying about it and just said, okay, God, I, I, w- I will do whatever you want me to do. You know, you just make it clear to me because apparently I'm I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and he really did. He's, he's opened every door really uh, in his perfect time. It wasn't ever the time that I thought it would be, but um, in his perfect time, which I'm so grateful for because now I can look back and just see him guiding so clearly. And I cannot believe I get to do this and, and play music with some of my favorite artists, you know, ever. <laughs> and yeah. it kind of is, is kind of talks about uh, what that empty handed song is about. Um, you know, it goes back to even in Philippians three, where Paul is listing off, um, he's listing off all these, you know, attributes that he has and he's the Hebrew of the Hebrews and he's, you know, has this really impressive resume, but then he realizes, you know, um, that when he has this encounter with Jesus, he realizes, man, I thought I had everything, but I realized I really come to him with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All my righteousness before him is just filthy rags. But when he does encounter Jesus, he realizes even though he comes to him with nothing, he, 
he with Jesus has everything. And um, that has been something that God has really been showing me recently. Like, you know, no matter the most impressive person in the entire world still comes to Jesus with nothing. All of us do. We just mm-hmm. come to him barren and and needy and impoverished and he he gives us every spiritual blessing it says in his word and he um crowns us with righteousness and love and he gives us mercy and grace and hope every day it's just amazing what we get with jesus and um so that's been kind of my my anthem and my prayer this year and so that's why i wrote that song at the end about that that's beautiful you could just you could just keep going on and on i mean i you know as as i've told people before you know, I could I could sit and and do that all day, um, you know. But we, you know, and and we'll get to this in a little bit. I've, I've got a question uh, pertaining to you know getting into the business side. But um, yeah. so actually, you you um, and and I always like to tell my listeners, you know, trust me, listeners. This these podcasts, albeit somewhat scripted from my standpoint, you know, Lindsay's checking in. Uh, as, as I mentioned in the intro from Springfield, Missouri today, so she certainly cannot see these questions. I didn't send them in advance, and, and you've, <laughs> you've already you've already checked a couple of them off for me because um, okay. you know I, I did want you to talk about about empty handed, uh, and and by the way, um, you know, fun little sound to that song. You know, it's um, hey. yeah, it's 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 very upbeat. It's you know, it's something that that I think people uh, are are definitely going to. Um, you know, going to move to when when they come and see you play in concert. Um, so, uh, congratulations on on that song. Thank you. Um, I've been really ex- excited about it. So, thank you. Yeah, and and so you know, when you when you're talking about the, the I, I I use the expression uh, about realizing your dream, and, and you said, yeah, you know, I can't believe that I get to do this. Um, you know, that I get to praise God and you know be out on the road with some of my favorite artists and stuff. I, I asked that because. Some musicians, you know, some songwriters, some artists get stubborn and, and maybe focused is a, is a better word. Uh, you know, they zero in on, say, one genre, you know, where when maybe it's more a case of stepping back and saying, hey, you know, maybe I can cross over or, or maybe I can be more marketable if I dabble in this uh-huh. other genre over here. And I hear I, you're agreeing with that. Um yeah, yeah, keep keep going. Well, no, because you know, because some people say, well, you know, my dream is I want to be a country artist. Well, you know, and granted, you and I, uh, you know, that are are living for him and and not for these earthly goals. You and I will say, well, you want to be a country artist, but you know, what does he want? Just like you said, you know, you had your mind right. made up. Well, this is what he wants, um, but uh, you know, I think. Right. I think, you know, other people are so focused on, well, I want to be a country artist and this is what I have to do, or I want to be a, a, a rock star, you know, and whereas maybe if they pull back and say, well, wait a minute, you know, I can still songwrite as a Christian artist, or I can still songwrite in the pop genre, um, that maybe they need to yeah. kind of take those blinders off. Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting, especially living in Nashville, getting to um, write with a bunch of people that aren't in Christian music and even get to be friends with people who are in different genres. And, um, and it's definitely, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's something that you have to, you know, just kind of open your hands to him and say, okay, God, like, what do you want me to do here? Like, where, where are you leading me? Because maybe God is, you know, I definitely feel that God has called me to Christian music. And I think it's the greatest privilege in the world, honestly, you know, to get to serve the Lord with our talents and not even specifically in music, but, wherever God has gifted us to be able to um, be in ministry and um, point others to Jesus is just a huge, huge privilege. But, um, you know, I definitely have friends who are in, who are country music writers and, and they still do that with, um, with the goal in their hearts of somehow reaching people through this, um, whether it's the people that they come in contact with every day or the people they're writing for, whatever it is, still writing, writing for the glory of God and doing it, with excellence and, and letting their life be a testimony of, of what he's done for them. Um, it's been really interesting. I definitely agree. I think it's every single one of us has been given a different gift by God. And the cool thing is God not only gives us the gift, he also wants to use that gift for his glory. It's just this amazing, I don't totally, I can't fully ever wrap my head around it. Like, man, you, <laughs> you allowed me to love music, and then you're also going to allow me to serve you with that same gift that you've entrusted yeah. to me. And 
Well, and um, you know, it's, but everybody has a gift like that. Yeah, it's not unlike you know us using this podcast, you know, to to give all glory, honor, yep. and praise to him. And you know, and I look at that as. Um, a lot of people probably say that I talk too much, but I say, well, I've been blessed with the gift of gab because granted, even yep. though I'm an artist, you know, manager and promoter and that type of thing, you know, here, you know, the Lord has given me this creativity to say I should do a podcast, uh, because, you know, I have so many connections and I have so many good guests that I want to get on, but I could also serve, uh, you know, the fan, the Lindsay McCall fans in the case of this episode, the fans of, of just good music interviews in general, but I could also serve the audience of people who are saying, you know what, I'm just really beating my head into the wall here because I'm doing everything I can. I'm working really hard at my songwriting or I'm really working hard at my performing or whatever it is and I'm getting nowhere. So maybe they listen to an episode or two or ten of Now Hear This Entertainment and they pick up some good tips. And then I say, you know, thank you, Lord, because I feel like this talent that yeah. you've blessed me with is for the greater good of, of the other people that, like you just said, you know, are perhaps out there trying to actually write Christian music, you know, or maybe they're writing something crossover that you're going... Ooh, that's kind of interesting. Is it is that a Christian song? Is it just kind of, uh, and and we'll talk about this a little bit later with "Take My Hand." Um, but so, um, you know, on that note, I want you to just kind of dive a little further into uh, talking about working in the Christian music industry, the Christian music genre, uh, in the sense that for those of us who just long to do God's work and that alone, at the end of the day, it is still a business. And, and I'm sure you've had to make yes. peace with the fact that as much as you're writing songs and touring and doing interviews for his kingdom, it is still a business. So you do still have yes. deadlines and getting up early for music obligations and having to do tour rehearsals and working on touring opportunities. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I think anybody that goes into any sort of ministry at first has maybe a little bit of rose-colored glasses on as to what their expectations are for ministry and what that looks like, but really a, a lot of ministries also have that business component, especially in, in the music business. Um, it is business and, and <laughs> there are, I'm actually really grateful for the people that surround me who are excellent business people and men and women who God has given that gift to, to be able to be great at business and, and doing it well and, and fairly and, you know, honoring people as they honor God and, my husband is one of those people. I, I met him. He was actually my booking agent for a while, mm. and um, and we fell in love. And I'm just so grateful for his gifting in that area that he um, he honors the Lord with with that. But also, you know, I've I've had to realize um, I was actually out with Casting Crowns um, for two tours, and um, Mark Hall, who's a lead singer, his wife Melanie is um, very involved in their ministry. And we mm-hmm. were talking one day, and she said. She said, you know, I, I've realized uh, as I've been reading through the New Testament um, and, and just reading about what Jesus and, and what he did and what he said, she said, I realized that most of Jesus' ministry was done, quote-unquote, on the way somewhere. You know, Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem, and he encountered this person, or he was on the way to Judea, and he encountered this person. And, you know, she's like, how focused can I get on on the destination, and how many times do I miss the real ministry, yeah, the journey, which was the yeah, the journey, the people that we encounter on the way, and I, that has stuck with me so much. You know, I can get so focused even on tonight, the show, and that kind of stuff, and I don't want to miss the people who are you know helping us set up the the stage beforehand, or you know those that yeah, that yeah. might be the entire mission that God has. You know, it says in in God's word that He has prepared good works in advance for us, and I don't want to miss those just because I'm focused on the destination of what, or what I think is the destination, yeah. you know, and, and I think that definitely goes for the ministry and business thing, you know, I, um, what I think is my ministry might not completely be my ministry, <laughs> I might be missing it, you know, along the way somewhere, and so I've been trying to ask the Lord, God, just make it clear to me who you want me to, to um, share your hope with, and my, one of my pastors always says, if somebody comes in within a three-foot radius of you, it's probably God's will for you to, <laughs> to bless them. <laughs> that's, like, that's a good way to think about that. Yeah. You know, the people that are around us are the people that we're supposed to be ministering to, and um, maybe that's through the business side of things, and maybe that's through the ministry side of things. But Yeah, that's beautiful. 
Yeah, I mean, God bless you for, you know, for recognizing. And, and that's why I wanted to just, you know, cast a little bit of a spotlight on the business side of it, because, you know, the, the ticket buying public, they walk in, they have, you know, they get a bottle of water or a pretzel or whatever. They sit down, they watch the show. And and, uh, and as um, I think Bart uh, said one time in, in a Mercy Me concert, he said, you know, we all get that kind of warm and fuzzy, you know, we are the world, you know, go buy the T-shirt kind of thing. And then you go home. You know, and then what happens? And in that case, it's like, well, guess what? There's a lot of people that made this show happen tonight. Like for Lindsay and for, you know, the, the for Brandon Heath and Mandisa to all be here in Springfield tonight. There's ushers. There's, you know, there's ticket takers. Yep. There's uh, the people selling you that that pretzel, um, you know, and, and and I'm and I'm, you know, tipping my my hat to you to say that's nice that you recognize that, hey, instead of saying, yeah, Springfield tonight, I got to wrap up this podcast with Bruce because I got that. And then and we're moving on to this. You're being in the now and you're saying, hey, you know, what? there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are working as I'm doing this podcast just for my show tonight. Um, you know, not unlike yep. not unlike, I, you know, I've told people that, you know, my dream is to be on tour with a Christian artist and being the one who comes out and ministers while he or she uh, are taking their intermission. And, you know, that yep. again, it could be, you know, well, gee, that's. You know that's a nice uh, two for one deal because you also bring the management and promotion side of the business to it. Um, yeah. So uh, I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me on the now here this entertainment guest line is singer songwriter Lindsay McCall, a national Christian recording artist currently out on tour uh, in uh, Springfield, Missouri tonight. Check her out at www.lindsaymccall.com. That's Lindsay with an A and M C C A U L. Look for show dates there on her website and keep an eye there for information about her new album that's coming. Be sure to purchase her prior album, If It Leads Me Back, and find her on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro, um, Lindsay, as we speak, is on tour with Brandon Heath and Mandisa. They call it the Brandisa Tour. This month <laughs> is packed with show dates and cities all over the U.S. for you. you you'll actually be here in Florida uh, soon, in, in my part of the state. You'll be in Georgia, uh, the Carolinas. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be a little busy this month. <laughs> But it's good. It's been a great tour so far. We're on, into our second weekend, and it's been just awesome. I love being out with these two artists who I'm very privileged to call my friends. They are just amazing people in person, just as amazing as you'd hope they would be um, from stage or from listening to them on the radio. They're wonderful. And so just being around them and getting to hear their hearts on a regular basis and really see them doing what I just talked about, what we just talked about of just, you know, ministering to people in the moment and being present where we are. It's been awesome. So it's a privilege for me. Uh, and then you've even got some festival dates uh, on your calendar, June 20th in Arizona, the next day in California, and then in August in Virginia. You, you, you're you working hard <laughs> this spring and summer, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> it's good. It's all good things. I mean, you know, I'm very thankful that I I get to do this and my husband is, he, you know, he's on the business side of things, like I said. So he's, he understands every time I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. He's like, you're, you're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he's the person helping me get all these awesome opportunities. So I'm very grateful for them. And hopefully the fall will be pretty busy as well. So outstanding. Uh, and so talking about scheduling, uh, what is the update on, on the new album? Um, one of my clients is finishing up her newest album, so I know this is always a hectic uh, but exciting time. Um, what stage of the process is it in right now? When is it expected to be released? And, and of course, tell our listeners about what they'll hear on this release. Yeah, I'm very excited about this album. Um, it's been a little over a year and a half in the making, um, just writing for this um I, I think I wrote somewhere over 70 songs wow. um, just trying to get the right group together and really figure out what it was God wanted me to say in this album and just asking him to show me that and make that clear to me. And um, so we have almost finished recording. Some of the songs have been mixed and so they're um, 
we're getting, we're probably 95% of the way finished. So that's a nice feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, we, you know, we took some time to carefully pick which songs were going to make it. And I really felt like, you know, God kind of told me that, that this album, the theme that kind of runs through it, um, is, is surrender. And a lot of songs talk about that and, or, or reference it in some way or another. Um, cause it really does impact every area of our lives. It really, you know, we, we have to be completely surrendered to the Lord. And, and, uh, that comes, you know, I've seen that especially in my own life. I moved to Nashville two years ago and wasn't, you know, totally expecting that then. And, um, I, I lost my dad, um, a little over two years ago. And so all of these events, you know, that happened in my life kind of really impacted how I came to the Lord and and really realized, you know, he says, come to be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And I'm, I'm an anxious person and I don't do well with change (laughs) or, even opening my hands up to the Lord and saying, okay, I trust you. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I have no idea, but I trust you. And um, I trust you while you're looking and, at your watch, right? <laughs> exactly. I trust you. But, like, you know, when are you going to show me? But if we could get this done by five o'clock, Lord, that would fit my yeah. schedule nicely. <laughs> and he always lets me know in very, very loving, but certain terms that his timing is very, is always best. And, um, so that's definitely shown up in, in the songs. And um, I also like to write about people from the Bible. My, my manager said, you know, you might, be, you might not be translating the Bible into a different language, but you're still translating the Bible into songs. And, and I love that, mm-hmm. that yeah. thought of it. Yeah. And um, I, I've always liked um, trying to connect with these people that God used as examples in the Bible. And I think a lot of times we kind of get this perspective of them that, they were these superhumans and they did everything right. And that's why God picked them, you know, or they said the right things or, you know, I, I don't know what it is. We, we put them on pedestals, but, or at least I do. But, um, but the more time I've spent reading and, and trying to really dig into who these people were, I, I just really noticed they're just people. They're really just yeah. humans and they're flawed and they make mistakes. But in the end, what, what sets them apart is they just say, God, I am just not, you're going to have to do this. And, and whether it's, they actually say that, or you notice that in the way that they respond to him sure. and how they, how they interact with the Lord with just this heart of surrender and just saying, okay, God, it is you and it's not me. And I see that so clearly. And one of my favorite people is Peter. I just love the way that mm-hmm. he's, so well-intentioned always and he always is like jesus i'm your guy it's you and me we're best friends and then two minutes later you know he's asleep on jesus in the garden of gethsemane or he's denying him or whatever it is he's he tries his best but then i love the way that jesus always responds to him it's just so patient but and kind and loving but firm and and that's what we that's what i need you know i need jesus to (laughs) i need his patience and and i love in psalm 103 it says um as a father has compassion towards his children, so the Lord has compassion towards us, for he, he knows our frame and he remembers that we're dust. And I love that God put that in there to remind us, like, I know you're just people. I know I, I made you. Yeah. I know that you're finite and that you are going to try your best and you're going to fail. And, and the awesome thing is that in Jesus, we have everything. We have his forgiveness and we have his patience and his long suffering and his steadfast love and all these amazing things that come when we're a child of the King. So, yeah, and by um, that passage being anyway. there, it reminds us, you know, like you said, that that we are just people, and that He acknowledges that, and that you know, and that the Lindsay McCalls of the world don't have to just say, "Well, I'm just going to go after the high profile people like Peter." You know, I can drill down a little deeper. Um, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, I mean, those were three guys that were just normal guys. And granted, you know, we look at them sort of in hero status, you know, because you know they they. They went into that fire anyways, knowing that God would save them, but also knowing that if they didn't, that they were still doing it in God's name. Um, So we look at them as heroes, but at the same time, they're just three guys who, you know what, they were kind of, uh, you know, I guess in that day, rebel rousers, because they decided, no, I'm not going to worship that thing. I only worship God. I don't care how tall that statue is or how, if you tell me you're going to turn the fire up to seven times its normal heat, 
you know, so um, they were just regular yep. people. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what what God can do in our hearts to give us even the confidence to say that kind of stuff. I mean, it amazes me. And there are still those people living today that, you know, have this great faith that God just grows and grows. And that, that happens when we come to him saying, God, I need you and I know I need you. And I love all through Psalms, it says, you know, God tells us how he wants us to come to him. He wants us to come into his presence with thanksgiving and and telling of his works. He says that all the time. Tell of my works of old. Tell your children. Tell the next generation. Remember what I've done. Come to me with thanksgiving. And the reason he says that is because when we tell people what he's done and when we thank him for what he's done, it reminds us that he will always be faithful in the future. You know, he always has been faithful in the past. And he will always be faithful, just like he promised, moving forward, which just grows and stirs up that fire, that faith in us that, I, God, I, I'm just a regular person, but you are not regular. You are anything <laughs> but. You are awesome God of the universe. And so I just love that. I love Well, and, love and you know, for those of us that all have our own testimony, uh, you know, like you said about um, that you thought that you were going to be, um, am I saying it right, a Bible translator? Yeah. yeah, you thought you were going to be a Bible translator, and, you know, so, I mean, that's great testimony to the fact that this is what I thought I had set out as my career path, um, and as excited as I was about that, this is Lindsay McCall talking, as excited as I was about that, you know, God in his infinite wisdom had something even greater in store for me, uh, you know, that it, you just surrender to yeah. him and say, okay, I thought I made up my mind, but, you know, <laughs> you have to make up my mind, so you surrendered and... Yeah. um you know, we, I just went through uh, through my parish mission, and um, you know, for four for four sessions. You know, that was a that was a big part wow. of it too. So surrender is definitely uh, a, a prevailing um, subject. I, I just before we get too too far into other things, I just want to back up because you were you were talking in the context of um, approximately seventy songs that perhaps you wrote. Uh, for this album and whittling them down. Just um, I, I like to talk a lot on this podcast with a lot of the guests, uh, just just for curiosity and for the listeners' sake to hear. Um, and especially now that you have moved to uh, to Nashville um, for for two years after being in Chicago all that time, you know, in Nashville, as 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 those of us that spend time there know, it's co-write, co-write, co-write. Everybody, you know, you got to co-write, mm-hmm. and on every corner, there's there's more people co-writing than than there are Starbucks locations. Uh, yep. And and because you are, you know, everyone has this everyone has this idea that well, you can only do country music in Nashville, you know, which is not true, um, but. No. Uh, because it's because it's the prevailing genre. Um, do you co-write? Do you write by yourself? What, what's your, what's your style? Yeah, I you know I I started off writing by myself because I, I just started journaling and turning those into songs, and um, I, I think I started when I was around thirteen, and um, so I always had written by myself until I really started coming down to Nashville probably five years ago. Um, had friends there and. And so they kind of set me up with a couple people to, to start co-writing. And honestly, it was pretty scary at first because it's a, it is a vulnerable thing to come to someone with, Hey, this is my idea. And I have no idea if it's any good or not. <laughs> I just, this is just kind of what I've been thinking about. And, and you really, I, I have found that I write best with other people when I, we've had a couple songwriting sessions under, under our belts and, and we've gotten to know each other and I know what their style is and how they like to work. You know, I, I, my strength is more in lyrics than it is in melodies. I like having some say in the melody, but you know, I really like hammering out the lyric and sitting there while somebody else is kind of going, what about this? And what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. I'll throw out mm-hmm. ideas of the lyrics. And, um, so some of my best co-writing friends are the people that their strength is in melody and, um, and we kind of collaborate in that way and have discovered how, how the other person works and, um, and there's no fear to say something that could be really dumb. You know, I mean, I, sometimes, sometimes it takes throwing out the worst, the absolute worst, like the cat in the hat has a bat and it's on a mat and that kind of stuff to just say like, where are we going with this? All right, yeah, so let's yeah. let's regroup. Let's refocus. Yeah. And okay, so there's that. <laughs> so so where, yeah. are we, where are we going to build from there? Because it can only go up. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So it's it's helped me a lot. I love co-writing. I really think it brings out um, the best potential in a song. You know, you never know 
what could be there until you kind of ask somebody else, what would you do with this? And I trust your opinion because I, I really respect you. And so what would you do here? And how would you change this? Or what direction would you go? And sometimes I've been super surprised. Actually, the, the title song on my last album is called If It Leads Me Back. And um, I had started writing that song by myself. And then I, I was writing with Cindy Morgan, who's just one of my absolute heroes. And um, I said, hey, I've got this idea, I'm not sure. And, I mean, she she totally scrapped the original, <laughs> you know, the original lyrics and the original melody, and she just said, I love the idea. Like, let's change this, let's change this, let's go here, let's do this. And so, you know, a couple hours later, one of my favorite songs was written, and, and it took me kind of letting go of what I thought was the best direction and really trusting her, and now I I think it's stronger than it ever could have been without her, you know. So um, it's been a really great growth tool for me for my writing and, and just really gleaning from other people's experiences and, and insight and wisdom. Yeah, because I think, cool. you know, what, what happens is sometimes, uh, you know, you're too close to something and, and you're so ingrained in yeah. your work and, you know, you, you maybe do a couple rewrites on it and, you know, you're starting to pull your hair out and, well, you know, some, maybe you're circling back to the first version and maybe it takes... You know, and, and, and I've had that, um, you know, with a client of mine who, who wrote a song and, you know, was fairly pleased with it, but, you know, was honest enough to admit, you know, I, I, I know exactly who I want to have help me with the song. Can, you know, can you get a meeting with him so that I can work it? And, and you know, and, and she was thrilled, you know, like you just said, you know, putting her yep. idea forward and, and having that person, um, you know, sprinkle his magic songwriting dust on it, and you know, and it comes out to something that they're both happy happy with. And you know, the other thing that comes to mind is really, and, and you know, I've heard this message um, from God so much over the past few months. But um, you started to kind of go there a little bit at the beginning of your answer there about, um, well, I don't know how this is going to be. All of a sudden, you know, showing my ideas to somebody and hearing what they yep. say. But but it's a little thing called vulnerability, and I've learned, you know, that that. You know, God, I mean, God is in everything, um, you know, but God is yep. in vulnerability and that's a good time. You know, that's a good time to go to him and embrace that vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, and so you don't have to be afraid to go to somebody and say, hey, so, you know, I kind of working on this song. And, you know, no, don't 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 be shy. Lindsay, don't be bashful. Let's see the lyrics and, you know, let's work on it. And, and you know, and, and God will yeah. be there and, and give you the courage and the strength to to put that forward. And, you know, it's st- it still goes back to that's a talent that he gave you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I, I think some of the best, some of my favorite co-writers have been the people who say, you know, that's not, that's not a dumb idea. That's, that's an awesome idea. Or, you know, eventually these people who I, I have so long respected and I think they never have bad ideas. And then they're like, they throw something out there and they're like, oh, what was I thinking? You know, and I think to myself, man, I think that's a great idea, but they don't. And that's so interesting to me that I think that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to create fear in us and yeah. keep us from um, from creating for God's glory. And so he creates this fear that, no, well, you're the worst and nobody else is going to like this idea, so don't, don't throw it out there. But really, the amazing thing is that we're all the same and we all have, maybe that's not the best idea, but maybe by throwing it out there, it'll lead to something that is is great and could only have come through that discussion of, you know, is it the best? I don't know, but what about this? And it just grows from there. And that's exactly. been some of my best, some of my favorite songs. And it's, it's amazing what, you know, it's, you know, God's word says perfect love casts out all fear. And so we have nothing to be afraid of. We have only, only things to gain and only beautiful things to create for his glory. So, yeah. And, and, you know, there is a big difference between the vulnerability that I spoke of versus uh, the vulnerability that Satan describes, or, or I'm sorry, disguises as a little thing called our ego. You know, where our ego exactly. does want to say, "That's not good. Don't, 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 don't share those lyrics, Lindsay. They're not going to like those." Oh yeah, you're right, self. Exactly. Gee, self, that's a good idea. I need to, I need to cover these up. No, I didn't have anything. I, you know, and that's, you know, and then, and yep. then, then he's got you right where he wants you. Yep, silent, which is not what the Lord wants. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now it's time for Bruce's Bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, 
entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't be in a rush to join a band. Then you have to deal with other people's schedules, you have to split the pay, you have to deal with egos, you might have to compromise your interests. Do I need to keep going? Be a solo act initially. It's not so terrible. Get the reps, get the experience. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. There's something that, that you started to talk about um, a little bit earlier when, when you talked about um, you know the, the opportunities that you had uh, with Casting Crowns and, and talking with Melanie. Um, so I'm so I'm getting back to to the touring discussion because uh, as as I mentioned um, in the in the intro that you've had the opportunity to tour with some terrific names uh, in Christian music. We just talked about Casting Crowns, Matthew West, uh, and of course now yeah. you know being out with Brandon Heath and Mandisa. So when you're out on the road with these other acts, you know especially you know the Matthew Wests and Casting Crowns that have been around for a while. I know, I know that without question, there you know, there's certainly some great fellowship that takes place. But, but what about you know, on the business side of all this, actually picking up some insight, getting some advice, hearing how your peers are carrying on in the business. What, when, and how do those conversations manifest themselves? Yeah, uh, a lot of those conversations happen on the bus. You know, we um, we get on tour buses every night, and we we hang out, and then we. There's a, a whole section of, of bunks where everyone rests and sleeps through the night, and then we wake up and we're in an, another city. And a lot of fellowship happens on the tour bus, you know, during the day or, or in the evening after the show. Or um, a lot of these conversations happen there, and um, or in dressing rooms. Or mm-hmm. um, honestly, one of my favorite things about touring with Casting Crowns was just this incredible example that they have set and the legacy they are leaving for all these other artists in the Christian music industry. They are, I just think some of the most amazing people I've ever um, had the privilege of getting to know. And, um, they, as well as Matthew West and, and Madisa and Brandon too. Now I, I have just been beyond blessed with my, my touring, um, opportunities. And all of these artists have really set the example for me in, um, making sure we spend time together before the evening, before everybody arrives, before everything gets set in motion of just praying over the room, praying over every chair, praying over every person that's coming, every mm-hmm. life, every heart, every every story that's being unfolded that we don't understand, but God does. You know, every past that's coming with its fears and expectations and, and anxieties and all these things that we don't, we just can't even imagine all of the stories that are coming into this room. Yeah. God knows every hair on every head, and it's just incredible that we can come to him and just say, God, we we don't know who all is here, but you do infinitely and intimately, and we're just asking that you would prepare our hearts for um, what you would have to say tonight, and that you would prepare us to say what you want us to say tonight, and um, help us to be the best example that we can of pointing to you and running to you and... Um, Man, I just am so grateful for that example from all of these artists that have made it a priority to say, we are absolutely nothing. We are joking ourselves if we think that we can, <laughs> you know, come up with some life-changing experience on our own. It is not us. It is only the Lord, and He is the one who changes hearts. And um, so we need Him so desperately. And that has been the, the hugest um, legacy that I've, um, I think myself and all these other new artists are inheriting from these trailblazers of just, you know, bowing our hearts before the Lord before the evening and asking his blessing and his, his will to be done. That's beautiful. And it's, and it's encouraging, uh, because, uh, you know, I mentioned this, uh, on a, on a previous episode of the podcast that, you know, I, I have, um, I have numerous memories of, of standing, you know, with a client before they're about to go on and saying, look, you know, don't don't go through the motions. Excuse the Matthew West. You know, don't don't go through the motions and just put it on autopilot for the show because a lot of these people are hearing you for the first time. There, a lot of these people are hearing your original music for the first time. Some of these people, unbeknownst to you, are going to need to hear a certain song that you're going to perform tonight, and you have no idea. Um, you know, so to yep. hear you give that testimony, you know, of, of everyone, you know, praying beforehand and recognizing the fact that. Listen, there's going to be people that are going to come in here tonight. They're going to have some really heavy stories. We're never even going to get to hear those stories. But 
you know, if we could be a vessel for the Lord to work through us to touch them, uh, even if only for these couple hours, you know, then, then praise God. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line is singer-songwriter Lindsay McCall, a national Christian recording artist currently out on tour. Check her out at www.lindsaymccall.com. That's Lindsay with an A and M-C-C-A-U-L. Look for show dates there on her website and keep an eye there for information about her new album that is coming. Uh, be sure to purchase her prior album, If It Leads Me Back, and find Lindsay on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, that's H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. Um, Lindsay, there are stories out there about artists, um, and I, I... I really pride myself in trying to do great research for these podcast interviews. Um, but the, the the one, for some reason, that, that jumps to mind, uh, and you might be one of them, but so that, that's why I'm asking this, Audrey Assad uh, is said to have been found by Chris Tomlin playing with the worship band at her church. Did you have a breakthrough moment that launched you to where you are now as a nationally known touring artist, or would you say, no, Bruce, it was just you know good old-fashioned hard work, lots of prayer, and, you know, of course— uh, God's timing being what it is, um, whenever it was meant for everything you were doing to finally pay off? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I have a lot of people ask me, how did you get started, and, and what did you do? And honestly, um, I think the first step for me was just saying, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I want whatever you want. I don't want to be pushing for something if that's not what you want. And um, I was roommates for a long time in Chicago with a worship leader named Meredith Andrews. And um, we were living together when she first started going down to Nashville and recording and um, signed her record contract and um, has been doing amazingly. And um, she asked me at one point, you know, is this something that you want to do? And and I was like, I mean, yeah, but I what I want more than that is whatever God has for me. And I was leading worship at a church in Chicago for a while and um, just said, God, if this is what you want for me, this is what I want. And I heard Christy Knuckles at one point say, um, just be faithful with what God puts in front of you. Hmm. Be faithful with that and, and allow him to open the doors. You know, we don't have to be pounding down these, these doors and begging God to allow us through. <laughs> God has perfect timing. And, and that's not to say that we, like you said, we should definitely be um, working hard and being excellent at our craft, whatever that is, and, and, and putting that in the Lord's hands once we're finished with it. And, and it was really amazing. I I just said, God, whatever you want. And and truly, out of the blue, I got a phone call from a producer in Nashville um, and a songwriter named Jason Ingram. And um, he had heard some of my music and just said, hey, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to write with you and help introduce you to some people in Nashville. And so I, I drove down to Nashville and started writing with Jason and, and he introduced me to my first record label, um, reunion records. And, um, and he produced my first album, which is just amazing that that was two years ago. But, um, so yeah, it truly was, it was a God story, but it was, I mean, the whole thing is a God story and it was (laughs) definitely God's timing and him opening the doors. But also I think the first, it doesn't seem like a step. I don't think to a lot of people, but I do really think that surrendering our, dreams and our hopes into God's hands and just saying, I believe that you have the best. It's better than what I even could dream up to want. Mm. Um, and that's what I want is what you want. And, um, that was the hugest moment for me of looking back. Now I can see that was where God just said, okay, now I will begin to set in motion, you know, and, and there were a couple of years where I was leading worship for, um, a Christian school and, you know, first graders who don't even know how to read lyrics off the screen. <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? And now looking back, you know, sometimes adults are like first graders. <laughs> and I, a lot of that was preparation. And I think God, you know, had me there. He definitely had me there for a reason. Yeah, of course. He, you know, every person is important, whether they're grown up or whether they're little people. And um, so it's been, it's been cool to see now how he was using all that. Well, so on a similar note, though, what advice do you have for the countless artists who are tremendously talented and playing in their church's praise band and quietly 
uh, or, or maybe not so quietly, hoping that they can become, you know, the next Lindsay McCall or the next Matthew West or or whoever. Yeah, I think I, I definitely just keep writing and keep playing and and take advantage of every opportunity that God puts in front of you, no matter how small. I mean, you know, maybe it's playing for 15 people. I've played those shows, you know, many times. I have played the very, very small shows where nobody comes up and it could be seen as embarrassing or, you know, humbling. But, you know, God lifts up the people that humble themselves and and just choose to say, God, I I believe this is for you and I want to sing for these people, whether it's one, maybe it's one person that needs to hear the song that God has given to you. And, um, don't, I don't, I hope I never lose sight of that, you know, that, that perspective of, of, it doesn't matter who I'm playing for, but, um, um, but yeah, I would just say, you know, be faithful with what God puts in front of you and every opportunity. And, um, and then, um, also I just think it's, it's important that we just, you know, ask God what he wants, because I think a lot of times it's, it's glamorous to think like, I want to be casting crowns and that's surely what God has for me, but maybe what God has for us isn't, it isn't so glamorous in our earthly perspective, but you know, the, the first will be last. And, and, um, I think some of God's favorite worship leaders, the world will never truly hear on a large scale, but it's the people who are just being faithful and serving where they're supposed to be. And, ministering to the people God puts in front of them. And, and I, I, I think it's difficult, especially in our culture today, in our society, everybody gets caught up in this celebrity obsessed. I yeah, want to be the yeah. most famous. And, and yeah, the that's sexy not, part, the sexy that's part. Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really what Jesus is talking about when he says, you know, take up your cross and follow me. It's, yeah. it's being ready for whatever he wants. And a lot of times that has to do with, um, sacrifice and and surrender and dying to ourselves and our dreams and just allowing him to um use us in the capacity that he's created us for and and honestly when we truly find ourselves i mean i i found this in my personal experience every time i've truly said god i i really want what you want and if this if this whole thing is not what you want then that's okay with me i i will follow you to whatever Hmm. whatever degree or whatever place you want that's been the time where i'm the most fulfilled and confident and, and, um, joyful, truly, you know, it's in that and not striving for what I think would make me happy. A lot of time that's not, that's not what's going to make me happy. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows that. And that's, and that's why, you know, like you said, the people that say, you know, well, I, I want to be the next, you know, Mark Hall or, or, or Stephen Curtis Chapman, whoever, you know, well, you might want to, but, you know, right now, God needs you working in your local church, you know, or right now, right. he doesn't even need you working in your local church. He needs you at home, you know, where where your mom is right. sick or where your brother right. has fallen away from the church. You know, that that to God right now is more important than you taking over the reins for Michael W. Smith. So, you know, know right. that you're doing and his work. And that still and, might be in the future. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. might still be what he has, but exactly. maybe not right now this to prepare you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a, just a couple more questions, Lindsay. Um, of course, uh, everyone knows, and, and I'm sure you're you're tired of still talking about this two years later. But you had your song "Take My Hand" featured on the show "Say Yes to the Dress," which airs on TLC. And as much as the listeners yeah. who are who are songwriters, artists, etc., probably want me to ask you, how did you get the song placed on there? And, and you're free to answer that if you want. But I want to come at it from a different angle because I've seen you in concert twice, and I love that song so much. If there's a, if there's such a thing as wearing out a song on your iPod, like I play that song all the time, and and I love Aww. listening to you tell the story of what that song is about. I, I I even sometimes go on YouTube to watch, you know, videos of of you doing that live, so I can hear you repeat the story how Jesus asked Peter to step out of the boat and out of the water, and how we in our lives have experiences just like that. But then a bride goes and uses it in a way that's more, oh, I want my fiance to take my hand as he becomes my husband. The song is so perfect. How cute. So so as a songwriter, especially a Christian songwriter, is that kind of bittersweet? You know, hey, I'm glad you like my song and want to use it like this, but that's not really what I was writing about. Yeah, it was honestly, it was surprising to me that they picked that song for, for the wedding. And, and they, I guess the show had emailed a couple brides that were that had weddings coming up and said, Hey, we want to use this song 
do any of you like this song? Would oh, you want it in your wedding? And, and they had said, they had all said yes. And, and I thought they must not have really listened to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it really is a song of, of, you know, just being honest with, with our fear and saying, God, I don't understand what you're doing. And I don't, I don't know. And Jesus telling us, you know, all you need to know is that I'm with you. That's really the bottom line. And, um, so it's funny when I got to the wedding and the show's producers were there and, and they, they said, we've been listening to the song on repeat for the last couple of weeks. And I was like, you have, <laughs> how is that possible? Why would you pick this song? But yeah, why am I here then? <laughs> why I am I here if you've been listening to it on repeat? <laughs> Exactly. But the bride said, you know, we really just said, you know, we are conscious, conscious of the fact that life is not a breeze and it's not mountaintops only. And, you know, we, we know that with life and with marriage will come, you know, stormy moments and, and, and scary moments. And we just want to say to the Lord together, you know, we need you in our marriage. And it was a really cool moment for me to just say, okay, that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me and yeah. while I do not think it will ever become the next uh, I will be here <laughs> by Stephen <laughs> Gertrude Devon I still thought it was really cool and I've had actually a bunch of brides since that show um, ran the, it was the season premiere for the Atlanta so yes to the dress and since that has ran I've had a bunch of people say we use that in our wedding too and I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to me yeah, that's that's so, where uh, that's where you just have to go to gratitude, you know. Say that you know that's great. Yeah. Glad glad to have uh, indire- indirectly been a part of your big day, um, Lindsay. You've been so generous with your time, and and I'd love to keep talking to you, but you've got a show tonight, and and we're about at our usual podcast endpoint. So, final question. Um, again, yeah. knowing that there are up and coming songwriters, artists, entertainers listening who are trying to get to the next level. Um, although you and I know that it is all in God's hands and on his time, in terms of you being the headliner that I think you should be and, and people opening up on the Lindsay McCall tour, what needs to happen next uh, for, for you to make that a reality? And, and maybe I should say, uh, what can we do? What can, what can I, with Now Hear This, do? What can the listeners do to help with that? Because obviously you're, you're very grateful um, you know, to have getting, gotten these opportunities that you've been getting. Um, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm just me, I'm not anybody, but you know, when someone like me sits here and says, I think you should be a headliner, uh, I know that you obviously have that dream, you know, and, and I know you leave it in God's hands. Um, but, but what does it take? What, what, what's going to, what's going to need to happen next so that, um, so that the next time you're on my podcast, I'm talking about when she used to open for people. (laughs) Oh man, that's a great question. I, you know, I think the natural steps for any artist as their career grows and as the next season kind of enters um, for going from an opener to a headliner is honestly, I think it's, you know, radio is a huge part of that. It's, um, it's something that in order to get to that next level, it's not the absolute necessity, but it is really important. And it's special to me because I grew up listening to Christian radio and, it had a huge impact on my life, um, you know, growing up in, in Florida and listening to the radio and listening to these artists and really learning about theology and learning about God be, from these songs that I was hearing um, on a daily basis over the radio. And um, so that's a huge part of getting to the next um, level, I guess I'd say, of touring. Um, okay. and, then, um, and then also buying albums. You know, it's funny, we live in such a strange world today where everything is is free and accessible yeah, and um yeah. i think people i think people forget that in order to keep having music they're going to have to buy the cds so the artists can keep making music because otherwise yeah, we're all yeah. going to be broke and yeah. have to do something else and only the super super huge katie perry's and rihanna's and all these people who have you know just millions and millions yeah the, the smaller artists even especially in christian music that genre might get smaller because uh, nobody's making any money anymore. And it, that sounds, you know, that sounds so strange because it is a ministry, but it also, like you said earlier, it's a business. And yeah. I think people forget that when, when nobody gets paid for music, then music is not being made anymore. You know? So oh, yeah, and that's, those are probably the two things I'd say. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we, those of us that work in, in music know that, 
you know, that's why you always hear it, it said that, you know, you make your money on the road, you know, and, and, and merch yep, and, uh, you exactly. know, and, 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 having to, and having to have physical CDs for sale because we know that when the people uh, go home and, and the spiritual hangover, as I like to call it, wears off, um, you know, are they going to remember, you know, a day or two or, or, or five later that, oh, yeah, I wanted to go back and, gee, download that one song mm-hmm. that Lindsay, Mc- gee, thanks for that 99 cents. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. You know, that it's, it's, I know that the <laughs> yeah, artists are grateful and that does add up. Um, but that's the importance yes. of having to tour and having to, I mean, you know, you're fortunate that you have a husband, you know, that's a part of it. But in, in many cases, yes. people having to leave their family, go out on the road for mm-hmm. extended periods of time. Uh, and a large part of it is because you know that's that's where the money is being made is out on the road. So so yeah so um, so people uh, you know yeah. call call your radio stations and, and make sure they're playing uh, Lindsay's music um, would would be one of my one of my quick easy tips. Um, yeah Lindsay, yes for sure. Thank you thank you ever so much. This has just been a, an, an absolute joy for me. I, I really appreciate you making so much time to do this today. Of course. Thank you so much. The privilege is all mine. I am so grateful that you had me on your show, and I hope that um, somehow it was an encouragement to, to your listeners. So thank you so much for having me, Bruce. And I want to now formally thank my guest, Lindsay McCall. Be sure to check her out at www.lindsaymccall.com. That's Lindsay with an A and then M-C-C-A-U-L. Look for her tour dates, uh, buy her music as well. Use the links on her website to access her Facebook page, her YouTube channel. Uh, She's on Instagram. Follow her on Twitter. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And, of course, please do subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Tell your friends. It uh, it all helps. Um, A nice review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio, too. You can click the stars to give us, hopefully, a five-star rating on iTunes. We have been recording the show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from today's guest, Lindsay McCall. This is another brand new one from her forthcoming album. Beautiful song. It's called One More Step. Maybe 12 months old Holding on couches Letting go Waving my arms Trying to walk In that old video You were reaching out your hands Telling me to take a chance You never left my side And never let me go
Yeah. 